What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 69 (laughs) (laughs) of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast, where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by the land viking himself, Mr. Robert Thompson. (laughs) Yeah, I don't deal with water, so don't put me on a boat. Uh, I can only pillage on the (laughs) continental United States, Hawaii, and Alaska. You know, Alaska's a trek, so Hawaii's safe. For sure. You, I, I could theoretically go to Alaska after a summer of pillaging across Canada. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah, see yeah, how yeah. it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, me and Thompson are here to hold down the fort this week as Sean and Andy are away. But we've got a jam-packed show for you full of news from Gamescom 2018. So much so that we can't even talk about all of it so uh remember if if there's anything you know that we talked about this week or that we missed this week i guess i should say that you're dying to hear us chat about uh remember that you guys can write in drop us a line and uh, we'll pick up the slack during next week's reader mail segment but before we get into all that we have some reader mail this week that i'd like to jump into damn so this one came in as a comment over on our SoundCloud page uh, two episodes ago from our special uh, all about uh, Smash Brothers and that direct that we did with our buddy Ed from the Party Nerds. Great episode. Go check it out if you haven't. We got a comment over uh, there from none other than our pals at the Longbox Podcast, Tyler and Matt. Uh, so if you guys are, if you listeners at home are in the mood for an NSFW comic book podcast that's almost as funny as ours, uh, please go give them a listen. But uh, they uh, they wrote in here with a random question of the week. So you all, if you're if you're regular listeners, you'll remember that uh, it's been a hotly debated topic over the last couple weeks here about uh, one Gary Oaks sex life. It's right? not a to- it's not debated. Thank you. Thompson. That's cuz you're on the <laughs> right side like, of history. It's common knowledge. So, Matt and Tyler, uh, they've been talking about it over on the long box as well. Tyler tweeted at me about it yesterday and said that they talked about it for way longer than they should have on their comic book podcast and he blames me. Uh, but so they wrote into us and said, "We know Gary Oak fucks, but who from the Super Smash Bros series fucks the most?" Ooh, <laughs> there's a lot that, of characters. That is a tough question. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. Uh, I do have one that comes right to mind. Just uh, DDD actually. DDD? What? Yeah, because he's an emperor <laughs> fucking penguin. And That's you know what those fair. penguins do? They have two things in life. Literally, make babies and get food for the babies. And like, I don't know, man. I don't see Donkey Kong. I'm thinking like, you know, like Bowser never gets his woman. You know what I'm saying? He, I don't think he has children though. He, yeah, he, but he's, he's like a we, reptile. I mean, like and I, I don't. I, I I'm pretty sure that canonically most of the Koopa kids are adopted, but Bowser Junior is definitely his seed. So that guy fucked at least once. Yeah, I mean once. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that these people don't have one or two. I mean, you know, like little flings here or there. I'm just saying. I think DDD being like Emperor Penguin, you know, style, like literally has nothing but that to do. I mean, do you while. Think- like, is, why else would he so, go after Kirby? It's suicide. Is he a Protestant <laughs> emperor so that like he's using birth control? Because we don't see any children. Or is he just is he just like shooting blanks? Yeah, he probably eats them all and shooting blanks. If oh he, my you know. god! <laughs> it's like he eats them. He's fucked up, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just like I can't think of any like any of the Fire Emblem characters are probably too busy doing like king and queen shit, and they're just no, like that's... I gotta like, save the universe. You know, <laughs> I don't think Samus is like a whore or anything like that. You know, like no, she, but she's. That's... 
you know. That's the thing. I feel like so they said who fucks the most, right? I feel like uh, if Andy was here, he'd definitely be throwing down the gauntlet for Fire Emblem. That's like a huge part of that game is just making children. Yeah, that's true. I know, but like genetically engineering the perfect child army. That's what Fire <laughs> Emblem's all about, it's, right? It's spread about between all the characters, though, and I just think like fair. like like. It's funneled into DDD way too much. <laughs> Wait a minute, Thompson. I just yeah. I just blew up this whole story. I just I just smashed this whole thing wide open. Do you know who the obvious answer is? Bayonetta. Oh, oh damn it. They put Bayonetta in Smash, guys. It's obviously Bayonetta. Uh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> she's, a, she's a goddamn sex machine ready to explode. She makes Freddie Mercury look like a... Well, I was going to say a priest, but we all know what they do, so... <laughs> Oh, that's not good. Uh, dun, no, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I'll I'll switch over to Bayonetta with a hard DDD number two. <laughs> All right, hard, D- hard, very D- hard, D- incredibly hard. Like okay. like the D is really hard with him. Like rock solid DDD. Like like triple D level hard. <laughs> All right, so if you want more quality content like this, uh, <laughs> remember to go uh, give our boys at the log box a shout. Tell them that the video game pals sent you. So, if you want to let us know which Smash character you think is down to clown, let us know in the comments down below. Hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com or follow our sister show at the Comics Pals wherever your social media is sold and let us know what you're thinking and stay up to date with all the cool stuff we've got going on here at the Pals Network. While you're at it, if you guys want to show the show your support, uh, remember that you can give us a like on the podcast platform of your choosing. And if you really want to help the show out, you can head over to op- Apple Podcasts, excuse me, and give us one of those sweet, sweet ratings. Uh, as Sean likes to say, uh, it helps us a lot more than it costs you. Really is the easiest way to help the show get recognized. And uh, if you're a YouTube viewer, or even if you're not, remember that you can head over there and give this video a like. Subscribe to our channel if, I, if you haven't already. And click that notification bell so that you get those alerts when we post our daily videos. Uh, and last but not least, the best thing you guys can do if you want to help out the Video Game Pals or the Pals Network as a whole is just share the show, share the channel. Let them know that we're out here, that we're doing good work, that you're enjoying it, and that you think they might too. And with that, I guess that means it's time for... <laughs> oh, God, you guys missed Tom. You know, Phil, leave that one in there. All right, so it's time for the news. And we've got... Uh, we've got a... Uh, it's, it's a deceptive amount of stuff on this news list. This it, week. It's quite large. <laughs> it's, it, it says five for us, but each one has like sub-level. We got a lot. It's Gamescom 2018 for the first time in quite some time. We've had nothing but news these last couple episodes. Uh, so we're excited to jump into it. But uh, remember, if there's anything that we miss in our Gamescom discussion that you want to hear about, you can hit us up in the ways we mentioned at the top of the show. And uh, we'll talk about them next week as well. So, let's kick things off with some new dates for my boy Thompson. Yay! Dark Souls Trilogy (laughs) is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on October 19th. Uh, So, all three titles come with all the released DLC, but only Dark Souls 1 is remastered. Uh, Limited physical editions are available right now for pre-order on Amazon. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else, but uh, they're retailing for 80 bucks. $79.99. They come in, uh, it's kind of like a triple set of like these nice steelbook cases. Looks nice, but I gotta say, I I, I was a little bit surprised by that price. I mean, it seems fair. I think 80 bucks for a game that is fairly new and then two other games, one of which just came out as well as a remaster that you could also get for 60 bucks. It doesn't seem unreasonable. 
No, but, no. I, and, and I know you haven't played them, but like most of the DLC aren't like little five dollar little things. So I think that's actually like pretty damn good. You know, like, yeah, I don't you, I don't remember three's pricing, but I know like you know just it's insanely expensive overall. Yeah, like, if I you mean, had them all separate. So yeah, it's a sixty dollar box game, and like you said, if it's substantial DLC, you're looking at anywhere from ten to twenty bucks a piece. You know, so it's like yeah, there's a lot yeah. of content here. I guess it's just. Um, and I've argued that this doesn't matter, but it's funny because I found myself having a little bit of sticker shock. I was like, Ooh, 80 bucks. I was like, that's expensive, but it's like, but it's a lot of fucking content. So yeah, I think for it me, it's the opposite worth- actually. You think, I, I, you think it seems cheap? Yeah, I mean, in comparison, like, I would have expected closer to 100. Seriously, like, hearing all three together with the remaster, that is still 60. And it's just like, you're getting the other two games for like 10 bucks or, you know, 20 bucks uh, with all the DLC and all that shit. And like, and it's Re- not like Dark Souls 3 is like old. No, like, it's, it's like what? It's, it came out two years ago? It's, it's like it's still a, it's kicking. A, it's a fairly recent game. You know, it's like. Yeah. That's, yeah it's, that's you a, know, it, it's, got, it's got a thriving online community. The first one, like, I don't know if it does anymore after the remaster. There's been some really interesting, like, uh, sway in the public opinion on that game. So, like, I'm not sure where people stand on that shit no more, but I never got it because I was holding out for the Switch copy of it. And then it's like, this shit's coming out in October. October, right? Yeah, and the switch the switch copy comes out the same day. I think it's like, why am I gonna go now get the switch Dark Souls remastered one when I can just get the triple pack on my PlayStation Four with I've, all the DLC? Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I've seen a lot of people expressing that, and um, I get it. Like a lot of people are being like, "Oh, this reminds me of when they had Mass Effect Three on the Wii U, and everybody else got the collection." I know? mean, I don't feel like that. I just feel like if you were waiting to get the Switch one, like me. And then you're this like, it's a better deal. It's like this other deal comes out and it's like, oh, okay, just, just go get, the, I should have just got the PS4 one to start. You know what I mean? But see, that's the thing. If you had, then yeah. you would have, then it would have had two copies of it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, honestly, like the weight, you actually benefited either way because for an additional 20 bucks, you're getting two more games and all that DLC. But I, you know, man, it's interesting because I think like the switch version is still appealing. If what you wanted was dark souls on the go. It is, except what I was saying before that, like, there is, uh, it, it, it's not, it's not getting like the best, like, public opinion, you know, right now. Like, there, there's a lot of fucking problems with it, and like, uh, I've, I've seen like a ton of just like, you know, Dark Souls remastered as dead videos. You know what I mean? Like, it just pops up constantly. Like, people are like really unhappy with a lot of things that came out in it, which, you know, I mean, people are gonna be mad, but like, some of the things they're bringing up are actually like pretty fucking serious problems. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, if it's like just for number one, like I'd rather just be able to play one, two and three together for 20 hours yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bounce I mean, between it, it, them, you know, especially three because three is like uh, what they did with like personal opinion what, from what I've seen. What they did with one's remaster was try to basically say three is great. Three is perfect. We've figured it out. Everything we wanted to figure out over the series in three. Let's try to like make it look like three, but it's still one. So there's all the problems of it being one, you know, like all the jank and shit is still there. But they're like, but it looks good. And there's all these other things, and it looks good, right? And it's like, there's fucking glitches that are game-breaking in number one, and they're, like, actually worse in the remaster, so... Uh, <laughs> I know I know how you've spoken about, like, you know, it's a broken game. It's like, I will agree with you, it's a broken game, but it's worse in the remaster. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this looks like a good deal. You know, 80 bucks, but good deal for me. And good deal for, like, probably what it is in reality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's probably true. Once once you once we started talking about it, I can see the value of it a lot more. Are you upset that Dark Souls Two isn't remastered? 
no, because two's not like anything. I mean, like two's a good game, but it's not um, the same as one and three because it was also developed by a different like group, or I don't know exactly who did it. But um, I only beat it once, and it was just kind of one of those things. Like I played it, and I was like, that was fun, you know. But like it really wasn't the same game as one, and then three came out, and it was like, oh fuck, three's good, you know. So. Uh, I would rather go back and play literally like, I don't mean this as an insult to it, but I'd rather play one, three bloodborne or even like demon souls over two. And I don't think two is like a bad game. I just like, don't like it nearly as much as the others. So I could care less about two is being remastered. And I think a lot of people really feel the same way on that. Three doesn't need to be remastered because it's already pretty fucking beautiful. So uh, I don't know what they remastered it into like 4k, I guess. I, I, I don't know. It's already on the PS4. <laughs> it already looks good. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right, shut up for a minute, Thompson. We have breaking news. A new challenger approaches on this podcast. Hello? Oh. <laughs> Sean! Yeah, I've been sitting here for the last half an hour playing World of Warcraft, <laughs> thinking, you know, what the hell is going on with these guys? Where's the show? And I finally ask, and then I find out that they started the show without me. <laughs> Yeah, we, had, we were terrible people. <laughs> we had a breakdown in communication, uh, is what I'm going to call it, and I totally misunderstood and thought Sean could not make it to the show today, so this one's on me. Whew. Oh, boy, man. <laughs> Listen, where's Andy? Where's Andy? <laughs> did, did, I, did I think Andy couldn't come on the show, too? Is he also just waiting? <laughs> he might be, although I could see him not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, all right, cool, I'm out. It's going to go do some homework. Oh, uh, so, Sean, you didn't miss too much, but I have to say, uh, I'm sure that we'd be remiss if we didn't get your opinion on this one, because you are a resident Smash expert. Uh, so the random question this week came from uh, the Longbox Boys, and they wanted to know which Smash character fucks the most. Let's, you know what? <laughs> I thought we were beyond all this garbage, okay? Uh, I don't have an opinion on that subject. All right, all right. How about this? Will you will you validate me and Thompson's answer that we came to? It's Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There you Endorsed. go. There you Endorsed go. by the expert. There <laughs> we go. That's all we needed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so. Oh, and then back up. We said number two, Deedity. Because he's an emperor penguin. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. That's, they get down. That's it's weird. disgusting, but probably true. I, <laughs> I don't know about that one. I would go. You know what? I'm not going to speculate. I have oh, no <laughs> damn it! You almost got. It. I thought I was like slowly just roping him into it. You know. All right. So back to the news. Uh, so next up on our games that got new announcements and new trailers, uh, Devil May Cry Five is out Ooh. on March eighth, two thousand nineteen. Nice. Yeah, right around the corner, man. Um, so yeah, like I said, there's a new trailer with that one as well. Uh, I, you know, it, it looks pretty. I have no fucking idea what's happening because I'm not a Devil May Cry guy. Uh, but Thompson, Sean, you are. Yes. So what'd you think about this? I think this game looks phenomenal. I mean, Devil May Cry is a, a game franchise that I, I probably got into pretty late. I tried playing the first one, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think I rented it. I rented it from a local store, and I played it, and then I never picked it up. Like, I never bought it, and I didn't beat it. Uh, and then I don't think I played another one until part three, I want to say. And then four, and uh, 
I guess I, I'm a little confused. The the un, the one that's just called DMC, what is that numerically? So that it's, one isn't numerically. Yeah, it's it's like its own standalone pseudo reboot kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it was an attempt at a reboot. Like they wanted it to be a new series that kind right. of like cut the baggage, but there was like such a visceral fan reaction to like the just the yeah, look yeah. of it they're like oh uh, dante has short black emo hair so we don't like this game but yeah 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 it, it, got, it got universally shit on because of of design choices of that caliber nothing gameplay or anything like that literally just like his hair is not the right color fuck this game it's <laughs> basically Whoa. what and everyone it's like, said thompson you liked it i know like i a, loved a, a it. lot of a lot of brilliant. people who a lot of people who actually played it really love it. Yeah, it was a great game. I had um, a lot of fun with that one. And so I'm very excited for this, is the point. I I, I will just say, I think the the coolest thing about the DMC game was, I, and I didn't play it, I just played it with Thompson a little bit. Uh, just that fucking soundtrack was insane. Just like that, well, who's the band? Was it, uh... It wasn't Cannibal Corpse. It was like another like really fucking like heavy ass band. Though. I don't like, remember actually. I it was, can't it was remember, a long but, time ago for me. But uh, it was just so like totally appropriate. I thought that was was tight. But uh, but yeah, I think this like it just it feels like the tone is right. You know, like as somebody who's an outsider from DMs or Devil May Cry, I won't say DMC. Uh, it feels like Devil May Cry Five, right? Like it feels like kind of picking up where where they left off. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the trailer, like, sparked everything I wanted in a game, and, like, I've played them all, like, the reason it got a PS2 was because Devil May Cry. Like, I saw it on a demo disc, and I was like, I need to fucking play this, so <laughs> I've, I've played them all, like, I love them all, I don't really, I don't really care what they make for Devil May Cry, but this looks, like, good for it, you know what I mean? It could have been shit, but it looks great, you know? It really looks, like, to me, like, DMC was not, was not a bad game, like I was just saying, but this looks like everything it could have been and more, you know? Uh... To, to me, at least, it looks just like the soul of the game is there, too. And um, it's 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 really hard, like, years later like this to come back and try to, like, you know, make someone care about a game that's super old. And maybe the format's tired or maybe that. And it's like, it looks like it's going to be great, you know? I'm just surprised that it's it's held up this long, to be honest with you. And, and it looks as good as it does, too. So I'm all in on that one. I mean, Likewise. It's, it's it's just... Just don't make crap, man. You go kill demons, whatever. <laughs> it's funny, man. This is one of those franchises where, like, <clears throat> even though I don't have any personal attachment to it, I'm so excited that it's coming back because I know it's, like, so important to so many people. And it's, like, it's, like, it's, uh, I feel like it's the same way that you empathize with me and Sean as Kingdom Hearts fans, Thompson, where I'm just, like, I'm just happy you guys are, like, getting a bone here, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, you really need one now. It's, it's, it's forever for you guys. I, look, I'm, like, no stranger to waiting forever for shit. I mean, StarCraft 2 took, like, 12 or 11 years for me Ugh. so it's like i'm ready you know when a game's like you you kingdom hearts fans are you're up to a decade right i mean a little more you know? oh yeah yeah, yeah a little more. bit more yeah. right yeah i, I mean, was in eighth grade when kingdom hearts 2 came out i'm now 25 years old so there yeah that's what i'm saying like the longest i waited i think was like 11 or 12 years so i, I more power to you man like, <laughs> try being a tool fan uh, oh no i'm not <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I think this game looks great. I'm excited to see this franchise uh, being restored to its glory in terms of the audience reaction. I think anyone who played DMC will tell you that it is an enjoyable game. And now, hopefully, both both sides of the fence will align for this one. Yeah, and we can I all hope. rejoice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems it seems that way anyway. Seems like it's going to be a real win. And by the way, just so that we point this out, he power bombs a demon. Hell yeah, man! Of course, that's Devil May Cry, dude. It's, <laughs> that's he's got to eat like, like fucking pizza flying through the air and and power demons and shit. Yeah. Like it's perfect, dude. Uh, it's just like. Devil May Cry is one of the most early 2000s things ever. Like, if I had to think of, like, yeah, yeah. like, I, like, like one piece of art from every medium at the time to represent what that age was like, Devil May Cry is so representative of how edgy and fucking ridiculous the early 2000s were. Have you ever seen the, the actual creator, like, how he dresses and him next he- to his wife? Yeah, he he looks like he literally looks like Dante in real life, and then his <laughs> wife is just this lady standing there, like all cute and like with a no, like nice normal dress and everything. And he's got fucking like spike shoulders and yeah. fucking gauntlets, nice. and he's just like mm, you know, Mister Badass over there. Like, like, he, he like he like looks like Bayonetta. one of the dudes from uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, like that, he does. That he looks like, like uh, <laughs> just looks like this like, Edge Lord, and I love it. It's like, and he's like, got this like, just. Normal, like, looking wife over there looks like God, I can't believe I'm with him. <laughs> uh, reminds you of you and your girlfriend, Thompson. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> so I love this guy. All right, and uh, last but not least in our kind of, like, new dates wrap-up section is uh, Luigi's Mansion coming to the 3DS on October 19th, just in time for, uh, I almost just said just in time for October, just in time for Halloween, Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to dusting off the 3DS for this one. I'm not. Yeah, likewise. (laughs) I love Luigi's Mansion. I used to speed run that shit, like, no joke, I would actually try to speed run it, right? I'm not buying it for the 3DS, I'm sorry. There's no way. I mean, nope. like, Come nothing on, has brought man. me back to that 3DS since I bought a Switch. I have not once. Besides, For me, like, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion is, is a game that'll do it. It's not. Like, I I have such a love for Luigi's Mansion, and it's just like, I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't 3DS anymore. I think it's... I have a Switch. It's all it's <laughs> yeah, 3DS. Yeah, that's what I mean, Rest man. It's peace. just... Yeah, R.I.P. As soon as you touch that Switch, you're just like, well, that's out. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. I'm done. <laughs> 10,000 hours of fun. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I've actually been playing my 3DS a little bit more uh, when I'm at home because I have two Switch docks, but in my bedroom right now, the only thing I have that, like, lets me watch TV in there is my Switch. So, like, when I'm watching Hulu on there, I'm like, oh, I'll break out the 3DS. So I'm like... It kind of sounds like you need a second Switch. It it, It it, does. It's starting to sound like you need one for TV and one to play on. Here's here's the real kicker though is I'm gonna have my PS4 Pro showing up in another like two week or two when Spider Man comes out. So then I'll have two PS4s and I'll be able to set that up. I'll be good to go. Are you so trying maybe to I run won't, like maybe I won't play Luigi's Mansion? <laughs> are you creating like a new tech company over there? Like you're just like hoarding hardware, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm gonna get I'm two prepared. switches. I got like PS4 Pro with a PS4, 3DS, everything. Like, God damn, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm preparing. You know, we gotta have it. Uh, we gotta have it locked down when I set up the Pals Network headquarters. Y2K has already passed. I'm sorry. <laughs> no amount of preparation will save us. Uh, however, that's not all. The new dates coming from Nintendo. Uh, the company also had one of their famous. In it was like an indie style showcase, but they kind of presented it in a different way. They called it the indie highlights video. Uh, and it kind of confirmed a ton of, you know, like dates for exciting new games that we knew were coming to Switch, uh, gave some dates about some new games, and then also announced a couple games that are already on the platform. You can download right now. 
Uh, so there were 17 games that they highlighted in particular, and uh, I would say highlights included the spiritual successor to Sega's Wonder Boy series, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, which is an indie game a lot of people have had on their radar for a long time. It's been development for like four years. Sean, I just saw you nodding along. Uh, oh, it's excited for that one? so cool, man. Yeah, right? I, I, I'm don't, like, Ooh. I don't get it up for indie games much. But this one just looked really awesome. It had a, a very old school flair to it. Graphically speaking, I just love the way it looks. And I love yeah. the, the different characters you can pick and how they have different power sets that are cool. Mm-hmm. It is reminded me of like, like it gave me, this is weird to say, but it just immediately I think of like Golden Axe or Streets of Rage. The way those games work mechanically, but then, yeah. you know, with just like, I, I don't know, it just looked, it just looked awesome. Like a, a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah, I'm really into the art style and just the whole tone of it. I've never played the Wonder Boy series, but I know that they're supposed to be really good. So, is this like really yeah. far into the series, or no? It's 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 uh it's a spiritual successor. Oh, so okay. it's yeah. yeah it's I've like, never heard of these until the Wonder Boy ones, at least. So yeah. yeah, like Sega Sega fans are really into them. Um, so like I know that there's a lot of people who've been waiting for this one, and it's been in development for fucking ever. So uh, November six, right around the corner, man. So. Seems like a great little indie title to be uh, paying attention to. Uh, but then there's also the console-exclusive sequel to Windjammers, Windjammers 2, and uh, a bunch of announcements of some other like well-known indie darlings like Terraria, Prison Architect, This War of Mine, um, tons of solid titles on the way. So to avoid us just reading a list of indie games that you might not have heard of, I've linked to an article down below um, from uh, the site I've been working with, Loot Pots, actually. So you can go check out that list of announcements, and uh, the presentation video is linked down below if you want to actually see some footage of these games so go check that shit out um but that's not all nintendo has also announced a true nindy showcase uh for summer 2018 is happening on july 28th at 12 p.m est so by the time that you're listening to this episode it's either like happening in two hours or just happened probably august 28th right yeah 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 august 28th um sorry did i say july yeah Yeah, my bad um it's next year (laughs) Yeah, next year, 2019. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be back to cover it next week, obviously. But uh, if you want to get, like, you know, your up-to-the-minute stuff, just follow me on Twitter. I'll be talking about it. So uh, moving over to the world of Xbox, Microsoft announced their plans for a monthly subscription service that will get you a shiny new Xbox One or Xbox One X or Xbox One S uh, (laughs) in just 24 months. So uh, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit from uh, Tom Warren's article over at The Verge. Tom was the uh, the journalist I saw who broke the story. So, um, yeah, go give him a click. It's linked down below with all our other news stories. But uh, here's what Tom's got for us. Microsoft is planning to unveil an Xbox all-access service that will bundle the company's Xbox One consoles with Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass for a monthly fee. Codenamed Project Largo, Microsoft has been working toward the subscription service in recent months. Sources familiar with Microsoft pl- Microsoft's plans tell The Verge that both the Xbox One S and Xbox One X will be offered as a subscription, and that Microsoft is planning to offer its Xbox One X bundled with Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass for $34.99 per month, over 24 months. Uh, so it will be it'll be available now I'm paraphrasing it's going to be available at um, Microsoft retail stores and um, it's also going to be potentially offered other places that they're currently working out right now. Um, we also uh, learned that um, <clears throat> they also have a new accessory that they're working on codenamed Washburn. 
and uh, apparently it's supposed to be about $150. Uh, it was supposed to be announced at Game Gamescom this week after, like, Xbox accidentally teased that they would have all new hardware, uh, but then they changed their plans at the last minute, uh, but it's apparently due out in October, so, you know, we're sure to learn more about it in the months to come, but uh, they said that it's n apparently not an Xbox Elite accessor, so it's not, like... A, a new modified version of the Xbox again. So it's going to be interesting to see what exactly that means. But uh, so taking it back to this all access service, what do you guys think about this? $35 a month will get you a new Xbox game pass and Xbox live gold. That seems like a pretty good deal. You pay it's, it off in two years. It's $840 over two years though. I mean, for that, <laughs> you can buy two of them, you know? <laughs> well, no, the Xbox one X is uh, a decent amount more than that, isn't it? Than the the four hundred. Let me look it up. I think it's. I think that's five hundred bucks. Oh shit! Seriously? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So let me, let me just double check on that. If price, it's but... if it's five hundred, it makes more sense because the the gold uh, crap and the games pass together would equal the cost. Yeah, it's, like it's, almost it's five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Tax. If you get one of them, then it's actually worth it. I think. Yeah, because you're thinking two years of gold would run you sixty bucks a piece. That's another hundred and twenty dollars. That gets Jesus you up to Christ six twenty. Oh my god! And I... then Game Pass is ten bucks a month for two years. That's another two forty. So yeah, you're you're paying about what it would what it would cost you up front. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I I didn't know I didn't know the some of those things were so, you know like I didn't think it was five hundred dollars for a soul. You know, uh, so that's I mean it's a robust console, man. Oh yeah, yeah there's, there's just, a lot I thought it was cheaper hood. somehow. I don't know why. You're thinking of the S. Probably that, yeah. I'm that not, like, up to date on their versions, I guess, so. This, I don't know, this doesn't seem like such a, as great a deal as you would think, because, first of all, you're locked into a two-year contract, right? Mm -hmm. uh, second of all, $35 is a lot of money. You gotta think about what the, what the average person is already paying monthly. This sounds to me like a phone contract, right? So... Think about the things that you have to pay. You've got to pay your phone bill, right? And then you probably already have some kind of uh, subscription service already to a Netflix or you know Amazon or whatever you also have. So Xbox now wants you to pay an additional $35 to have their console. I would rather pay the money up front. I don't want to pay you know, 800 some odd dollars over the course of two years that I have to pay because I signed a contract to do so. If I, if I want an Xbox right now, um, I don't know that I'm paying $500 for, for this console. Anyway, I'm getting probably a lesser edition because Can't that's a prestige. A or something. Yeah. That's a prestige console at that point. Um, it's not new. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. It definitely isn't new. You're getting it as like your second console probably at this point. Yeah, so, yeah. and then you gotta figure Microsoft is probably coming out with a new console maybe two years from now, three years from now. Do I really want to pay $500 for something that I'm gonna get that little amount of use out of? I don't think See, so. I I don't know, man, because I, I, I don't I don't fully agree. And I, I think I think in, in your situation, I would definitely say, yeah, that makes sense. I think, though, like, personally... I, I more or less just did the same thing for my 4K TV. You know, like I wanted a 4K TV, Walmart had it on sale, and I was able to get a new credit card and pay it off 50 bucks a month for the last, you know, I think I, I paid like 100 or something two months, so it ended up being four months instead of six. But I could do 50 bucks a month. I didn't have $400 up front I could spend. 
you know that's a very if, that's a very different situation that's a that's a television because you're gonna get a lot of use out of that versus yeah, but if you if you already have a 4k tv and you want to upgrade to a 4k console but you don't feel like shelling out 500 bucks up front if 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 well yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not saying that this is necessarily attractive to everybody but i think, I, I if, think I, uh, if i was in the market for a 4k box and i needed one i would probably do this yeah i i, I I think I like I'm definitely aligned with, with Sean's feelings personally on this, but I know like people really don't give a fuck when it comes to credit. Like we Americans are like really bad at credit in general and people will gobble shit up like that, especially over time. Um so like I th- I think like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it, but I, I think it's actually got room for like making money for for Microsoft. Just people don't look at the full price usually and a lot of people just go, Oh, thirty five, you know, and like they'll say, Yeah, fuck it, you know, let's take care of it later. I I mean that's just like a general thing that uh, that seems to happen a lot. So, like, I could I could see Andy doing this. But Andy, see, but Andy's already got one, so it's like. I don't but know. now he got a 4K TV. But why would he get a second console? Because he wants to play in 4K. Andy's not going to do this. I nobody don't know, that, that seems crazy. Has, nobody that, seems that has crazy. an Xbox is going to do this. And if you need a 4K capable console, why wouldn't you just buy an Xbox? Like what? Well, because what? I'm saying, like, what if you don't have 500 bucks up front, but you can manage 35 a month? Well, you could still put it on a credit card otherwise. It's, you don't it's have the same to use reason. their service. Yeah, it's, 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 it, you would still be putting it on a credit card. It's not different. That's basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're saying, like, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean... Like, you going into GameStop and ordering the same shit versus, or, like, even Amazon or whatever online yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, just throwing it on, your, throwing it on whatever credit card. Thing. The only thing Microsoft is saying in this deal is like, hey, you get this this Xbox, you're going to have gold and the games pass, you're ready to go, right? Um, so they're trying to make it seem like, you know, going the other routes, any other one that's not them is going to is gonna screw you. Like, oh, you won't have all your stuff. You need to go to this ancillary shit. It's like, it's going to be the same price either way. You also, probably. but you also don't have a choice. If you don't want games pass, there is no don't get games pass. That's fair. You're too. paying this yeah. flat rate. That's you're it. Getting this, you're getting this bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I guess that's a good point in that like you could just put it on a credit card and that would be a like a pretty similar situation. So it's like, what's the difference? Um, I don't think it's like guess, an egregious deal. I just don't see it like. I, don't I guess know. it de- it depends on like your situation too, because like if you don't have a card that doesn't charge, because like what I did with the with the TV, right? Like part of the appeal of that was that they didn't charge me any interest, and that's basically this right it'd be the same kind of thing they're locking you in at 35 a month and you know you're not paying that extra but like if you did that at a box store with a new credit card you might be able to get a better deal so that's 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 definitely an interesting point um hmm. all right guys you know i was not expecting that much pushback on that one but that was (laughs) that was a rousing conversation Uh, let me know what you guys think at home. Uh, I, I'm interested to think to hear what you, what you listeners think about this deal, and if any of you were thinking about biting on this guy. Uh, so moving right along, uh, we finally got that Life is Strange two follow up that I promised a couple weeks ago, uh, and we got a ton of information. So we got the game's uh, first full trailer, second trailer overall, um, which gave us kind of a follow up to that teaser that Thompson and I talked about a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, we got 20 minutes of gameplay in set in the city of Seattle, which I refuse to watch because I'm not about to spoil that much of the game for myself. <laughs> uh, and then we also got a blog post uh, with a ton of new information about Life is Strange 2 uh, over from the Life is Strange blog. So uh, because there's just so many sources of information and I don't want to just turn this into a long ramble, uh, Eddie McCooch, I think, or McCutch over at GameSpot did an excellent job of summarizing all we've learned from the trailer, gameplay, and blog post. So I'm going to let him get us up to speed and pull a bit from his article. So make sure you go give him a click, as we like to uh, ask you to do, uh, because he did some great work here. So uh, here's what he had for us. The first full trailer for Life is Strange 2 has arrived as part of Gamescom 2018, and it teases some of the dramatic events to come. The story involves two brothers who are forced to leave their home in Seattle after a, quote, tragic event that changes their lives forever. As you can see in the trailer, this event appears to include a gunfight involving a police officer. Quote, On the run from the police, Sean makes a difficult decision to take his brother and go to Puerto Lobos, Mexico. Reads a line from the game's press release. I would never go to Mexico. <laughs> go to Canada. He's smart. I know. That's right. <laughs> Life on the road is dangerous, and the brothers will be faced with tough decisions as they bravely undertake a journey that will test the bonds of brotherhood. The brothers at the heart of the story are Sean and Daniel Diaz, who are 16 and 9 years old, respectively. The game features a, quote, brand new power, which along with its new characters and environments makes Life is Strange 2, quote, the most ambitious prog- project in, in series history, Square Enix says. Uh, so then, um, another quote we've got here from Don't Nod from the blog post. Life on the road is tough and dangerous. The brothers will face all manner of challenges as they bravely undertake a journey that will test the bonds of brotherhood. Playing as Sean, you need to make, uh, you will need to make the kind of tough choices you can expect from a Life is Strange game, and you will need to live with the consequences of your actions. The game will, uh, this time focus on brotherhood alongside the, how many times are we going to say brotherhood, guys? (laughs) Alongside the need to guide and educate your younger brother's brotherhood while simultaneously brother brotherhood while simultaneously coming of age yourself as with previous games in the life is or in the series excuse me life is strange 2 will tackle a host of issues that all of us can identify with and will cause moral dilemmas and require much soul searching these themes come together with uh the most powerfully in the way daniel will develop depending on the lessons you teach him and the role model you decide to be so uh, this is this is super interesting. I'm I'm really excited by all the stuff we've seen here. As as much as I'm like I I'm so I want to watch that 20 minutes. I'm not about to spoil a third of the first episode for myself. Um, but Thompson, I know as as you I, I've I've gotten you, the Life is Strange bug has bit you just enough for me to talk <laughs> to you about this stuff. What did you think about this follow up trailer? Uh, you know, it's cool. I, I don't know what his, his power is other than like gun, maybe because he, he has a gun. So <laughs> well, I don't know what's up he, with that. <laughs> it's, it seems like maybe he has like a force push or yeah. something. Honestly, you know? I got, I got some fucking, uh, what was that? Um, the Wolverine movie that came out, the Logan vibes yeah. out of this. It's kind of like you're on a brotherhood, you're going to Mexico and it's like, you're on the hunt. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. It felt like I was looking at the, the, the beginnings of like the Logan movie, you know, the brotherhood yeah. between them and all that. And like, it, it looks really cool, you know. Um, I'm, I'm obviously, like, I'm a fan of the games now. Uh, I really like Captain Spirit more than I thought I would. Like, uh, that game was fucking adorable. Um, Tom, <laughs> wait, hold on. So, I have a theory about Captain Spirit. Yeah, so, he's the older remember brother, how, I thought, for a sec. <laughs> yes, the, the theory of brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, so, no, you remember how we talked about, uh, during our Let's Play series over on the Comics Pals, or YouTube.com slash the Comics Pals, uh, 
how Chris, who's the main boy, we were like, does he really have superpowers? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on here? Yeah. And then at the end, there was that moment where we were like, oh, he has powers. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. him. It's obviously Sean. Sean's got, like, force powers or whatever. He catches them from falling out of the tree. That's what's happening. Is that his neighbor? Yeah. That makes sense. Not, well, he sees them in the backyard. Yeah, that makes sense. So he's I, the I neighbor. Bet, I bet, he's, right I the bet he's not even their neighbor. I bet that that's one of the places you go on your journey. Interesting. Yeah, I see. I see. Because I didn't, I didn't think that Captain Spirit took place in Seattle, and their story starts in Seattle. So mm-hmm. I bet that they go south or whatever, and end up just in Chris's neighborhood while they're trying to go along, and you just meet him or whatever. Damn. I bet he's. I, I'm calling it right now. He's going to be a minor character in Life is Strange too. Yeah, and he'll be like the villain from Chronicle. Like he's You'll, like, no, no, you're probably going to have to fight his drunk dick of a dad. What is his superpower, Jack Daniels? <laughs> He calls on his allies, Jim Beam and old granddad. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to play this game. Uh, it's right around the corner, and I could not be more, more excited to dive into it. We'll definitely be doing some work with it on Pal's Play for sure. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on this one, Thompson? Honestly, um, it made me really excited. Like I wasn't. I'm not saying the other games are bad in any way. Just I didn't have like any hype for them. And this one in particular, like I said, the trailer, I was like, okay, like the first one we saw with the car flip, I was like, that's yeah, cool, whatever. But then seeing the little bit of them interacting with the story that they showed us, I, mean, I didn't see the 20 minute one either. So like, you know, they, they could have showed a lot more that I don't know about, obviously. Um, it really got me hyped though with that. Like it, it was, it was a really fucking good trailer, you know? I mean, yeah, well, I, I mean, think you had to think about it too. This is the first time that a game in the series has come out since you've enjoyed it. When you got into it, all of them had already been out except Captain Spirit. Yeah, but I mean, I saw the trailers and like they didn't like you know pull me in in any way. I was like, that okay. looks cool, you know. And, and it was like, yeah, I'll play it. And then I was like, yeah, it's cool. But again, seeing the trailer for this one, I was like, oh shit, like I really want to play that. So nice. that's cool. Uh, and I just last two comments I wanted to include here uh, that I thought were really interesting. Um, so the new co-creative director Raul Barbet has said that uh, that they worked really hard with the original team to keep what you know, is special about Life is Strange, the mood, the cinematograph- uh, cinem- cinematographic work. I don't know that that's how you would say that. Um, and, of course, the music. Uh, so I thought it was interesting that it seems like there's kind of a new team on this game. You know, like maybe some of the original uh, guys are still involved, but like seems like it's a, definitely a lot of new blood, which is, you know, it worked out for before the storm, so we'll see how it works out here. But uh, this was the thing. Square Enix executive John Brook made a statement about Life is Strange 2 where he called it, quote, one of the company's most important releases of the year. Jeez. And I thought that's huge. That's really cool that they, they from look Square at Enix? that level. Yeah, right? Wow. Um, I'm surprised. Yes. So he said, after the overwhelming success of the original, we knew that crafting a sequel that is ver- uh, that is every bit as compelling and powerful as the first game would be a re- real challenge. We are confident that the talented team at Don't Nod, who have been working closely with the Square Enix external studios team, have truly outdone themselves. So, episode one, Life is Strange, uh, drops everywhere on September 27th. So, get hype. We sure are. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's literally about 32 days away, and I... Mm, I got, a, I got a timer. I'm ready. I'm ready. Pre-ordered that shit. Preloaded. Let's go, baby. Uh, so, all right. Um, moving right into uh, our our last big announcement uh, of the day to discuss here. Uh, Until Dawn developer Supermassive Games has revealed a brand new horror anthology game series, uh, which 
is really interesting, you know? And and we got the announcement of the first uh, entry in it called The Man of Madan. So uh, the team over at Supermassive Games have uh, partnered up with Bandai Namco for this new series. And uh, they've planned, you know, it, it's, it's essentially a new anthology series in the style of Until Dawn. You know, it's called, it's branching cinematic horror games, you know, where Beautiful you have... <laughs> Beautiful mocap, very, very significant impact on what happens in terms of, like, how the story progresses and who lives and who dies. Like, if you've played Until Dawn, you know exactly what you're signing up for here. And if you haven't, you should. Um, but this uh, this first entry, Man of Madon, is uh, a little bit different. It's, you know, specifically a uh, supernatural horror game, you know, set in uh, the South Pacific. You know, we, we got... You know, kind of a good outline of what the overall plot of the story seems like in this very short trailer, which uh, I was impressed by. So we've got a group of Americans, seemingly. uh, They're on a diving trip down in, you know, somewhere in the South Pacific. And uh, while they're down there, they unearth, you know, this artifact that releases this ancient curse that begins haunting their ship. And, uh, you know, the trailer shows us some of the kind of horror elements, but I think the real big spot is kind of at the end. We get this look of this, you know, uh, you know, forties, fifties housewife, you know, very like Lucille Ball kind of look. And then she just morphs into this like ghoulish demon looking character. Uh, and, uh, obviously looks like we got spooks, you know, all over the place for this one. But, uh, Thompson, I know you were as big of a fan of until dawn as I was. What did you, what did you think about this? It looks fucking awesome. I mean, Until Dawn is easily one of the best games I ever played. Uh, the amount of love and work that went into it is is just like it oozes it from all angles. You know, the moment you start that game, you realize like it still looks beautiful and it's like only a couple of years old. But I mean, some games age pretty bad really quickly. You know, you go back and you're like, oh, shit, that doesn't look good. But Until Dawn looks great no matter what. I mean, it just looks great. The mocap is basically people. It's not even like. They're they're just basically putting people and then digitizing them at this point. Yeah, so you you look at that game uh, on like a good like a nice display mm-hmm. with you know it's it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, and the best part about it too is like you can do the the Mass Effect kind of you know fuck one thing up and oh shit that guy's dead now that chunk of the story's gone and you know like it, it it's just it's just crazy how many ways you can get through that game i mean i've probably played it like eight times already and i've always just done something a little different and you know just tried to see like what would happen and and, you know i don't think it's reasonable to try to get it until dawn 2 that story definitely like wrapped itself up i think this is smart doing this little like fucking one shot kind of deal like hey it's an anthology of games why not like yeah if we can't make you know, uh, a huge, you know, game like that. Why don't we just take all of our ideas for new ones and make little games out of them? That's fine. Well, I don't even, I don't even know that the implication there is that they're little or games. I think it's just like accepting well, stories. That, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, like not like sure, until sure, dawn sure. is, you know, the the. It's all about one thing. I'm thinking that these anthologies, they may not even be connected. But yeah, yes, yeah. I think, I think that's what the the aim is here. Is that like the, um, you know. So that instead of making an IP that's like, oh, Until Dawn is the name you know, and now Mm. we have to keep making sequels when we didn't intend for there to be more to the story, versus it being like, hey, the name that you know is like, you know, Dark Pictures Anthology. Like, you know Dark Pictures. It's the next game in the Dark Pictures series. Yeah. And Man of Madon is just going to be one self-contained narrative, and then a couple years we'll get another one. It's like, that sounds perfect. That's Just keep keep giving me more Until Dawn style games in whatever fucking setting you want to 
go to. That that's, sounds great. that's exactly what I mean. Like, I think them being constrained to their own IP is kind of a bad thing, right? So it's like they have ideas to put out there. They know the f- they created a beautiful game once. Literally, you can do you can do like Indiana Jones shit with this, you know, like a South Pacific curse, whatever. It's totally different than the last game. Uh, and it sounds it's it's you could just look at the trailer and see that like this is this is the Until Dawn like crew, you know what I mean? Like that they put yeah. that that time and love into it and. Um, it just looks fucking great, man. It just, it, I wouldn't say it looks better than the other one because it's like, it looks so good going back. And it's like, damn, the other one still looks good, you know? Yeah. It just, it just seems like more of what we wanted from these guys, which especially Basically, considering yeah. they just had those two different like VR titles that were kind of like mixed yeah, in, I was, in I was reception. It's that, like, that might be where they're heading, you know, like, Oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> It, it seems like this is definitely a return to form for, for Supermassive. And, like, you know, uh, both Thompson and I have expressed, like, we enjoy Quantic Dream games. Or at least I enjoy Detroit. You've played more of them. Um, and I feel like these guys kind of out Quantic Dream, Quantic Dream sometimes. So I, I've played every <laughs> single one now. And I think possibly Until Dawn might be better. I mean, uh, they're not exactly the same game, but they're pretty close. And, I, I, you know, I think the people in... Quantic Dream games don't act like humans a lot of times, which is kind of a problem. And I think the people in Until Dawn acted like humans, and it was like, oh, fuck, this is happening. I'm fucking scared. And some people are just sitting there, like, screaming, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel like whenever the writing in Until Dawn wasn't actually good, it was an intentionally cheesy thing because they wanted to lampoon, you know, slashers, teenage horror movies. So, like... they I'm not just, trying to get too much into it, but the best part about that game is the fact that they're like, what if we took every cliche and then throw it in a game? And then also it had its own story that's unique to it, too. And it's like, yeah. holy shit, how could you put cliches and then also put a new story in? That's fucking smart, you know? Well, it, and that's 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 what's so exciting about the idea of this series is just getting to see them play in, like, different sandboxes and, it, you know, like, do different kinds of horror stories. Like, it's cool that, like, it seems like all these characters, like, except one of them's a teenager, the rest of them look like they're, like, in their mid-20s, early 30s, you know, like seeing a, a group of adults go through like a different kind of horror thing is like, it's a totally different vibe than until dawn in every single way. I really um, hope early on when you're diving for the treasure, you could just like get one of your people drowned, you know, like you could just <laughs> fucking cause, cause like, man, you know, you, you can, you can putz around pretty hard in some games. Like, and I just hope that they like expand on that. And it's just like, Oh God, we didn't even get to the treasure yet. <laughs> fucking Johnny's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I I really like this idea of yeah. of this kind of anthology series type thing, um, and this particular one I, I I watched the trailer. There's not a ton there, but it does seem kind of interesting. I've never played until dawn, so I have no idea what to expect or what you know. I, I have no concept, but. Dude, you should you really to. borrow my copy of it, and, like, you and Rebecca should... You played in one night. It's, like, not super long. If you just commit to, like, a good, like, five, six-hour session, like, you can get through it. Um, and it, it's really fun. Well, what kind it of game keep you engaged? So, it's, uh... You know, like, we, we compared it to, like, Detroit, right? So, it's, like, a... It's a story driven game where you're just making choices and you know they're like quick time events and stuff like that but aside from that it's all just walking and talking really and there's the whole seven setup characters i think i think there's seven or eight characters seven or eight wow. yeah so you bounce between them like each chapter you know and how they you interact with each other else. and yeah you, you basically chapter one is like this two people and like this boyfriend girlfriend chapter two is this and then like you know obviously as it goes further on they they coalesce and you know and based on what one character did or didn't do would affect later on so like if character a doesn't know something he can't tell the other guy 
But if he does, you can tell the other guy, and then all of them start figuring it out, and like mm. your chances of survival go up uh, the more people that help each other out. And yeah, you can make some pretty seemingly like easy decisions that are like, oh, I'm gonna go left, and then you just fucking die. And it's like, oh, because I didn't think of this one thing, and like, oh shit, you know. So yeah. the chances of you dying are are like non-existent in the first couple of chapters. Uh, it's just there it are escalates real it quickly, escalates though. very quickly. So and what it happens if you edge. die? What's that? They're dead. Like they're it's just, just they're dead and and they're that's it. they're Story's threat over ends. for them. The game and continues like, without them. Yeah, yeah, and that's the best part. Everyone can and, die, you know. <laughs> and it's it's really cool because everybody can die and like how they die and every like like one of the things Thompson said, right? Like since everybody's separate, they all get different pieces of the puzzle. And there's a point in the game where everybody who survives kind of gets reunited, and they're like, "What's happening? Like, let's all like try to put the pieces together." And like, if you had somebody who either died before they learned a crucial piece of information, or learns it and dies before they can share it with anybody else, your characters just don't. Don't know this information yeah, and like yeah. that impacts like how things play out and like the likelihood of other characters dying and stuff like that like you can end the game with every single one of the kids dying <laughs> and the cops show up and they're just like what the fuck you know like <laughs> <laughs> what an ending yeah it's pretty tragic uh, or if uh you're like me the first time i played through it um i didn't make any mistakes and like i didn't fuck up any of the quick time events so everybody made it out and it was like totally fine um and i was like oh wow okay that's great and then when thompson and i did it for our let's play over on our youtube channel uh i got well we we kept switching off and we got to the very end without anyone dying and then thompson killed like five people at the end of the game by accident <laughs> yeah, he like made I, like what he I made, made like, literally one, one mistake, mistake. <laughs> and it snowballed it got so bad yeah i was and, like oh fuck i did one I was thing yelling He's at dead. him so he was like fuck fuck <laughs> and, the, and the qtes at the end are so like precise and, and it's like and, and there's like chunks in the game where you have to like not move right so the, it's like don't move your controller but you can't just like put it on the floor like basically because it like it moves just a little bit so i was like oh fuck and i didn't think of that the one time i did it and then like i got the guy killed and i was like oh son oh. of a bitch you know and then just shit went that downhill is the, that is the meanest mechanic because they're like don't move the controller like hold your hands perfectly still but it moves but by you, itself just a little bit yeah you you <laughs> have to like angle it so that it stays inside there's like a little like box because your characters are tense so in the game they're like hiding behind a wall and like you wouldn't be perfectly still either so that's kind of what like, they're, uh, they're getting at yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so it's like your your character trembles and the 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 thing moves a little bit and you gotta like just keep your hands perfectly still and try and angle it so that it stays inside do you know the uh the light bar on the playstation yeah. like the back of the controller that's, that's the, it's that shape yeah Thing and for if it. you move it outside of exactly where it starts, where the when the event begins, your character gets caught or whatever. I had the controller like up sideways on a forty degree angle when it started, so I was up here and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Uh, so I had to like <laughs> hold it, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" But it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be yeah. very easy that way. So it's just one of those those things, man. Like the game can can throw you a curveball. I'm like, we did great on our playthrough, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Uh oh, we're fucked." That's <laughs> so, it's funny because. The first time that I played it, too, like, I played it with my best friend, and he had already played it once before, and he's like, I just want to watch you play it and see what decisions you make. And I remember within the first five minutes of the game, he's like, this is already totally different. He's like, you made a different decision, and now I'm like, I'm already, like, this is already, like, this is already a thing I never saw. And I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so it's, there's a lot of permeations, very replayable. Like, you know, I've, I've played it three times now, and every time I've had a totally different outcome. Nice. Sounds like cool. fun. Yeah, so I highly recommend it if you haven't, or if you know you're not gonna play it, go watch our Let's Play series on it. We played the whole game in four episodes, so uh, it was a great time for Halloween last year. 
so yeah, if you want to do that, um, check it out. Let us know what your thoughts are on this brand new game too. Like I could not be more excited for them taking this direction. The idea of them doing the Until Dawn formula as a multi-platform game that ideally we're going to get one like maybe every two or three years or whatever. Sign me the fuck up, dude. That's where I'm at. I agree. I think it's perfect. It just fits. All right. So before we head out today, uh, I just wanted to have a, a short little meat and potatoes this week, um, which I'm affectionately calling the meatballs and tater tots. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, it's all about Gamescom this week. And, uh, you know, I just I guess wanted to throw it out to you guys. What was your favorite announcement from Gamescom? You know, I, I thought it was a kind of a slow year. You know, I felt like there was a lot of kind of expanding on what we already knew about stuff from E3, kind of some rehashing, but there were a couple, I would say, exciting announcements in there. So any that were, like, kind of standouts to you or any of these games that we talked about that you're, like, most excited for? Is it Devil May Cry? Is it jumping back into the Dark Souls collection? Life is Strange 2? What do we got? Uh, I think for me, it's it's probably the Devil May Cry announcement. Uh, I agree that there there wasn't a ton here. Um, Devil May Cry is a series that I definitely grew to love over the course of just playing a couple of the games, and uh, I'm excited to see it return to form. So I, I think for me it'd be that. But again, like you said, not a ton of awesome stuff coming out of Gamescom. Just kind of you know run of the mill stuff. And it's like it was. It's it's been fun announcements, but just like nothing that. No pops, you know, no no major shakeups for me. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I would feel like the same pretty much. There's like, there's definitely some pops. Like for me in particular, obviously, there's like Dark Souls and like Devil May Cry is another one for me. I like Life is Strange Until Dawn. Um. But I think the biggest one is probably Until Dawn for me. Like the uh, you know the what is it Mark Man of uh, Mark Dark Dark Dark. Well, man of uh, man of Madon is the is the one coming out. Right, the yeah, Dark yeah. Pictures anthology, yeah, in the that. series. I, I I think probably that would be the biggest one, just because like I, uh, Devil May Cry is great. I'm gonna love it. I don't. I'm like, that's cool. Um, Dark Souls, like I've got them all. So the, the anthology, it's cool. Again, it's like meh. Uh, so you know, uh, really, like Life is Strange. I know it's gonna be good. Um, I really just didn't expect this this to come out from from them, you know, like like everything we've been talking about for it, like really didn't think it was ever going to happen that way because I really thought yeah. we were going down like the, the VR Russia blood path or something like, you know, or like maybe they just weren't going to do this kind of shit no more. I don't know. Really, it was a good shock. <laughs> it was like, oh, cool, this is happening and, and we can probably expect more of this and like I fucking love this game. So that's great, you know. Yeah, I think for me, like, this is actually more attractive than the idea of them doing it until Dawn 2. Like, I'm way oh, more excited for me about too. them having their own anthology series that they can do with, you know, whatever they want and, like, hopefully have a little bit, you know, um, not that to say that they didn't have freedom with Sony, but, like, they're not locked into doing one thing with this. And, like, it seems like Bandai Namco is kind of giving them the rope to just be like, hey, we'll publish one of these games whenever you make one, you know? And it's like, all right, great. Like, that seems like a good partnership. I agree with you. This is this was the biggest news for me too. Um, it's like Life is Strange is like not necessarily a Gamescom announcement. It just kind of came out around Gamescom, mm -hmm. you know, and like piggybacked on some of that hype. Um, 
so I would say like specifically it's it's got to be the announcement of Dark Pictures Anthology is just really exciting for me. And like funny enough, another one of the big things for me was something that I didn't feel like had enough meat on its bones to make it to uh, the news this week, but was the announcement that um, Cyberpunk 2099 is now officially playable from beginning oh. to end, but they still haven't given us a release date. We've only gotten four screenshots. We've seen no gameplay. So it's like... Not too much else to say other than it's ready, I guess, ish. But sure, <laughs> not really. So that's that's, that's a game exciting. that like I don't even think about. Like that does not even exactly. cross my mind, and like it hasn't for like almost two years now. You know, it's it, it's just like yeah, okay, just well, fucking wait until you're ready. You know, a little further. That's exactly why I haven't. <sighs> why I didn't bring it up to talk about today because I feel like we've all kind of been on that same page with it where, yeah, it sounds good. I'm sold on the concept. Screenshots are cool or whatever. Let me see the game. Like, yeah. let me see some of the game and then I'll talk about it anytime <laughs> you give me a scrap if, if it looks as good yeah, as I Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's, um, it reminds me of like, uh, kind of like the opposite of something like Elite Dangerous. I think that's the one where it's like, hey, we have a Kickstarter goal and it kept hitting the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And now they're like, well, the game's going to be in development forever because we made a thousand stretch goals, right? But at least the play, it's playable. So it's like, that's the yeah. opposite of it. Like, whereas they're going to say, it's like, you know, hey, it's, this game, we saw stretch goals. It's never going to be done. Cyberpunk's supposed to be done. We don't have any idea <laughs> about like what's going on. So. All right, you know, I mean, I guess if that's how you want, you know, I'm, listen, he's the, he's the, you ever see the picture, uh, the guy, you know, he, he makes the Witcher games as well and all that, uh, Witcher 1, Witcher 2, and then by 3, the dude's, like, hair is all fucked up and, like, he looks, like, insane. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? It's really funny. No. Dude, it's, like, Witcher 3 is hell of a drug kind of meme, and it's, like, yeah. the dude makes 1 and 2 and he looks pretty normal, and then by 3, he's just, like, holy fuck, he looks zonked out and shit. So, like, either he's... <laughs> lost in this game and it's like it's like Tron for him and he's become one with cyberpunk or he has no idea what he's doing and he's just trying to string us along until someone pays him to fix it or something I don't fucking know until it's finally done yeah and he's just like it's that's done it's problem, man. maybe it's the first they, mission that's done mm. they, they care, never specify they care so much about giving you like bang for your buck and really delivering it's like this game could come out next year or in 2025, and I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised. <laughs> or when the game is... I, I actually am starting to think that the title of it is when its release date is, because it might take that long to finish, and he might need to get his next generation of children working on it. Like the Silmarillion of Lord of the Rings, you know? It's like, <laughs> Tolkien couldn't finish at all. I'm sorry, this guy can't, he can't finish Cyberpunk by himself. Someone help him out. We need generations and generations of skilled programmers <laughs> of and CD laborers. Project Red employees yeah. finish this masterpiece. <laughs> Dude, it's like a Metal Gear Solid game went out of control, and that's really saying something. It's like, <laughs> I feel like this is like Kojima's like like nightmare. You know, it's like everyone's like, "Oh man, he he uh, he makes games that are really like you know crazy and long, and all that should take forever to build." And uh, but they're masterpieces, and it's like his nightmare is it's never coming out. You know, it's like it never came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> One day. I hope. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for our discussion about Gamescom 2018. So if you all want to weigh in, uh, remember, you can hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. Get us in the comments down below or follow at the Comics Pals wherever your social media is sold and uh, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. What was your favorite announcement from Gamescom 2018? Um, what are you thinking about Life is Strange? What do you think about Xbox having this lease program? What do you give us your thoughts? Give us your feelings. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're a cool cat, we'll read them on the air just like we did this week. So, uh, and if there's any announcements that you feel like you want to hear us talk about, uh, 
the fact that there's not going to be a new Assassin's Creed next year, uh, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Hit us up and we'll talk about it on the Reader Mail segment next week. So before we bounce out of here, we're going to do some plugs. Sean, why don't you set us off? Cool. So if you want to hear more from me, you can check me out and Pete on the Comics Pals, which posts the day before this. Uh, this week, we talked about some big controversial topics coming from the comic book world. Marvel and DC both are under fire. And so we cover that and whether or not they deserve the ire of the fan base this time around. It's a great uh, discussion. This yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to catch me on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox. Thompson? Hey, I'm Relic Vampire on Twitter, and I do Palace Play with Pete, except we haven't done it in a bit, and I swear we'll be back. Um, <laughs> so you know where to find me, obviously, on this show and Palace Play as well. And with that, Pete, you may go. Thank you. So if you guys want to connect with me, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. I am also on the Comics Pals and Pals Play, those shows we just mentioned. Uh, You can also um, catch my writing over at lootpots.com, where I've joined the team in the last two weeks. I'm doing uh, Nintendo news and reviews there. So, uh, you know, go check that stuff out. Help out the new new website I'm working with and uh, show them your support. And, you know, that'll be a great place for you to get uh, coverage for that uh, Nindies event next week before we're back with our thoughts on it. So uh, go give me a follow. I'm always tweeting out our stuff so you can check out my stuff over there. And um, I'm going to be doing some... uh, I'm going to have my first review dropping in probably this upcoming week as well about a uh, cool little indie platformer I got to play called Shio. So go check that out. And uh, also, I'm going to pimp my SoundCloud because that's the (laughs) thing I'm doing now. Go follow me at uh, soundcloud.com slash the Jetpack Advantage and check out uh, the first beat I dropped over there. I've been uh, working on chiptune and lo-fi hip-hop beats for the last, uh, you know, year or so, and I'm finally ready to put some of them out. So go check it out and let me know what you're thinking. And with that, it's going to wrap up this episode of the Video Game Pals. We will catch you all next week. Take care, guys.